Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode of In Case You Missed It. This article is titled Best Practices for Dental Unit Waterline Management, written by Melissa Van Weisenberg, MS, RDH, published July 10th, 2023 by RDH Magazine. In recent years, society has become hypervigilant about infection control. In dental care, standards have been established to ensure safety for both patients and practitioners. Specific infection control measures are more visible to patients, such as plastic barriers, personal protective equipment, sterilization indicator tape, and pouches. Less visible are the dental unit water lines. However, if left unchecked and improperly managed, bacteria in the water lines could be harmful to both the clinician and the dental patient. Biofilm background. To adequately discuss best practices for dental unit water lines, it's important to understand what biofilm is and how it impacts water lines in dental offices. A biofilm is a slimy layer of bacteria that thrives in dental water lines. Biofilm can be hidden in the small water lines, which have a diameter of 0.5 to 2 millimeters. The small diameter tubing makes it difficult to remove the bacteria that collects in the dental unit water lines due to the tube's low water flow. Dental unit water lines are used with high-speed dental handpieces, ultrasonic scalers, and air water syringes. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, dental unit water lines quality for patient treatment should be less than 500 colony-forming units and should be treated according to the manufacturer-specific recommendations to achieve that threshold. A recent health advisory report released in October 2022 by the CDC demonstrated that elevated levels of bacteria and associated infections were reported in dental unit water lines after pediatric, endodontic, oral surgery, and general dentistry procedures. According to the CDC, microorganisms that can be found in untreated dental unit water lines include Legionella, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, and non-tuberculous microbacteria. Publications in turn highlight the need for frequent testing of dental unit water lines. Better understanding among practitioners regarding water quality and the risk to patients and dental staff associated with elevated bacterial levels. It is important to keep in mind that elderly and immunocompromised patients are at increased risk of infection transmission due to contaminated dental unit water lines. An established robust infection control protocol is vital to patient safety, positive treatment outcomes, and a healthy employer-employee relationship. Best Practices for Dental Unit Water Lines Dental hygienists take an oath to provide patients with a high standard of care and to do no harm. In alignment with this oath, following best practices for frequent testing and proper treatment of dental unit water lines is the only way to ensure the highest standard of patient care. How water flows into the dental office impacts the individual practice management protocol for dental unit water lines. Whether an independent water bottle system is used or municipal water is plumbed directly into the operatories. A chemical germicide should be used to ensure microbiological water quality standards are met. Products such as DentaPure cartridges assist in reducing patient and practitioner bacterial exposure during dental treatment by controlling bacterial growth in the water lines. These cartridges reduce bacterial exposure for approximately one year 
using non-allergenic iodinated resin beads. There are several relatively simple dental unit waterline infection control measures you can implement into your daily practice. If one-way valves are not being used, it may be necessary for dental hygienists to remind patients not to close their mouth around the saliva ejector. Safe flow saliva ejectors with one-way valves reduce potential backflow of saliva and bacteria that can occur should this happen. Another source of bacterial accumulation in dental unit water lines that can compromise a water management protocol is unused water lines, often referred to as dead legs. Any unused water lines should be properly and effectively terminated. Using warm water during treatment to make patients feel more comfortable and to decrease root sensitivity can promote colonization of bacteria. Waterline heaters are not recommended for daily patient treatment. Be sure to flush the dental unit water lines for 20 to 30 seconds between patients. In addition to the day-to-day infection control measures, it is equally important that the bacterial levels of the dental unit water lines be monitored routinely and treated when high levels of bacteria are indicated. Regulation of dental unit water line testing. What is the difference between a recommendation and a requirement? Legally, a recommendation is simply a suggestion or advisement, and a requirement is a demand or a need that must be met. Similar to individual state laws, each state's dental board determines if dental offices are required to regularly test dental unit water lines as recommended by the CDC and endorsed by the ADA. In December 2021, Washington became the first state to require expanded routine dental unit water line testing beyond the CDC's requirements. At the time of this article publication, 35 individual state dental boards have adopted the CDC's recommendations for dental unit water lines as the standard of care. For dental offices to meet the standards of care, both in-office testing and mail-in lab testing services are available. Initially, it may be beneficial to use a mail-in lab testing service that provides exact CFU counts as a measure to establish a baseline. The in-office tests provide a pass-fail result, allowing dental practices to identify potential biofilm growth issues, which in turn can be implemented as a routine monitoring test. It is crucial to note that each waterline in the dental office should be tested. While one dental unit waterline can have a low bacterial load, it does not mean that another dental unit waterline in the same office will have the same test result. According to the Organization for Safety, Asepsis, and Prevention, OSAP, dental unit water line testing should be performed after the following events. Installation of new equipment, initiation of new water protocol, after periods of disuse, and after unit repairs. Even if a dental practice uses daily treatment products to minimize the bacterial load in dental unit water lines, it is still necessary to adhere to routine testing protocol. These adjuncts are not a replacement for routine testing, nor are they a guarantee that the CFUs are at a safe level for patient treatment. They are merely an additional attempt at reducing bacterial buildup in the dental unit water lines. OSAP recommends continuing to test dental unit water lines at regular intervals until the bacterial levels are acceptable for two consecutive monthly cycles. After this, testing can be reduced to no less than every three months. When bacterial levels in dental unit water lines exceed 500 colony-forming units, potential next steps for practices may include shocking and or treating the water lines along with additional testing. Liquid Ultra Solution is one example of a product that can be used for shocking dental unit water lines. It also functions as a cleaner that can be 
directly added to the independent water bottles themselves. This product helps break down existing biofilm and inhibits further production and is only for independent bottle systems. Vistatab is an antimicrobial tablet that can be used for routine waterline treatment. While these two products can both be used for shocking and maintaining dental unit water lines, liquid ultra solution is more effective when the colony forming unit count is significantly above the normal range. Any antimicrobial cleaning product must be flushed completely out of the system after use, according to the manufacturer instructions for use, prior to any successive patient treatment. Instructions for use for whichever products a dental practice uses to treat dental unit water lines should be followed as directed. Proper documentation of the test results and protocol should remain on file in the office. This documentation should include the date and location the sample was obtained, the type of test, results, and any remediation needed, including treatment dates and products use. When discussing the best practices for dental unit water lines, the infection control coordinator is an important part of the practice's execution of infection control protocols. The infection control coordinator's responsibilities could include establishing infection control training schedules, managing or creating reports and logs, maintaining copies for instructions for use for proper guidance and use of products and equipment, staying current on infection control guidance and protocols, among other duties. It is not the sole responsibility of the infection control coordinator to execute the water management plan Success relies on the participation of the entire dental team. The infection control coordinator is often sought when questions or concerns arise about the procedures and protocols. Knowledge and expertise and leadership will be key to thrive in this position. Successful infection control coordinators need to stay abreast of local, state, and national changes in infection control protocols. Resources such as the Greenlight Dental Compliance Center, which offers a comprehensive online guide to infection control protocol specific to each state, can be an asset to the infection control coordinator. Updating office protocol. Flexibility and implementation are two words that describe the last few years as dental hygienists have navigated an environment with rapidly changing infection control protocols. Dentistry and infection control are not static. They continually evolve. Dental practitioners should practice the highest standard of care with respect to dental unit water lines in addition to their individual state recommendations. The role of the dental hygienist is to care for patients' overall health, which is why health histories are updated, proper sterilization techniques are practiced, and dental unit water line protocols should be in place in every dental office. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RDH Magazine podcast. We hope you enjoyed this article. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Tuesday to hear another article from our inspired writing team. And if you have a minute, find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our newsletters to keep up to date with the profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.